Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. the wise men say preview show we're back to do some previewing of um Sunderland's game against stoke city on saturday afternoon i'm matthew and i'm joined by richard hi richard hello we're Glad in the car back. again we are we are rush hour rushed hour city center it's not it's actually town center so stay with us as as we get involved with some spills and thrills. That'd be good. Hopefully. We're not even in a town centre, though. No, we're not. We're, no, we're not, not going to reveal where. Yeah. Um, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Had a week away, so I'm rested. Ready to face Alex Neil. You not were personally. <laughs> going to knock him out? Or where did you go? Anywhere nice? Anywhere hot? Went to Welsh Wales. Wales. <laughs> Well, Welsh Wales, mm. Wales as Wales. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't hot like it was freezing. But it's freezing here as well. Exactly. It's March now though, so you know, spring, <laughs> spring has sprung, as we, uh, <laughs> as we sit freezing and soaking. I am, but yeah, the return of Alex Nail. Are you, are you excited by it? Um, I can't really, I can't, I don't, I really care less about him to be honest. Yeah, so I processed it fairly. I say it fairly quickly. It took a couple of days of like, you know, I, I kind of, I think I initially came out on his side saying, well, if he got a bit of backing in the market, he might have, um, he might have stayed. But how many times have we done that to a manager, and how many times it failed? And if you kind of talking about having this new model of, of sustainability to to kind of throw it out at the first real test, it's obviously just a a bad way, a bad thing to do. So, so obviously, as I said at this, I said at the time, it was, you know, maybe if he'd had a bit of support from the board, it would have been a different story. But to be honest, he's not lit up. Well, the potteries has he? Well, this is it, and I think we found ourselves in. There's no way we'd be in a, a better position had he stayed. I, I don't think. Um, I think we've got a manager that probably plays better football than him. Um, I liked Alex Neil. Look, I was the same as you at the time. I was gutted when he left because it was like a very much a ah oh, like we've yeah. just had this you know we've just won promotion and everyone liked him universally had come in and basically got us promoted um and then for him to leave and go i think a lot i think the kick in the knackers was no disrespect but he'd gone to a side who we'd just beaten yeah. in stoke um a side who've been in this division for a well, a number of years and we were just a bit I think it was all a bit of a kick in the bollocks after what was such a positive summer um, but look he did go and the Stoke fans don't seem too 
happy with him, really. No. I watched the bits of them last night um, against Brighton. They don't seem to have a. They don't seem to be that good. I think the frustration thing, frustrating thing with with Neil was, he seemed a manager that was that understood what needed to be a success on on Weir's side. And I think there was a mutual kind of, you know, if if <laughs> if things continued, it something special could happen. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, the grass isn't always greener. On the other side, you've seen managers who've who've jumped ship quite early on to, to pursue other careers. Nathan Jones. Are you going to put your windscreen wipers on? Uh, well, no, because it made a noise. Oh, right. Oh, right. So, right. A crash will make a bigger noise. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. <laughs> uh, you look at managers who think the grass is greener and think that progressing the career is, uh, is, is, is more important than maybe sporting sport success. Um, so, fair play to him. He's, he's, he's taken that choice. It, it'll probably prove to be the wrong one. I know there's been talk about him possibly losing his job. Um, um, I'm, I'm not, I don't, have I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if. I, I don't know if you know he's he's particularly close to or if. I mean, Stoke give you just mentioned Nathan Jones. Stoke give him more time than they should have because he completely lost, well, his mind. I think when he was in the in the Stoke job and then yeah. subsequently done it again, uh, anywhere but Luton. Yeah, it just seemed like it would, it would have been. A, it was a good fit for him here. Um, I, I, I think he might he might live to regret it, but I don't think I don't think we're regretting it. No, we're not. And I think I can't remember who made the point in the group chat this afternoon, but I think part of part of me as well. I agreed with I agreed with whoever said it strongly. Um, as well, Alex Neils, in hindsight, you know, we're all annoyed and saying it was the wrong thing to do. And Alex Neils probably not the manager. I don't think he's that good of a manager to be the person that you go right. Well, you go and sign who you want then. In hindsight, yeah. at the time, you know, a lot of it was he's just got us promoted. No one else has done that. I think with Mowbray coming in, steadied everything a bit. Although I have waxed lyrical about him the other week, and we haven't won since. Um, you know, which is a concern really, and it's probably yeah. my fault really. You'd say. I'd uh, blame squarely on your shoulders. Okay, <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Um, I think we, we at, the, at the time we were probably all of us a lot, a lot of us were, were guilty of maybe building Alex Neil to be something that, that he that probably perhaps isn't he, perhaps isn't because all he did was turned a fairly disparate set of players that weren't performing at the best and would go from playing liquid football to terrible week in you know from the front in the space of a week and he just turned us into quite a pragmatic difficult to play against side and he had momentum maybe, didn't he yeah and that's maybe that's all he needed and why you know the previous managers hadn't realised that at the time because you know we should have gone up I think it's, it's well I think it's mainly because the, the the previous managers have been proven to be dismal managers yeah um, you know as much as Jack Ross was a nice guy his CV says otherwise in terms of her being a, a nice manager mm. um, obviously Phil Parkinson's Kicking around non-league with uh, America's Wrexham and uh, who was the other? Oh yeah, right. Well, him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think looking back, it's it's going to be an interesting one because I don't think he's going to be particularly welcomed back. No, and, I, and I'm saying like I'm not really bothered. I've kind of I've I've made my own piece, and I'm not going to be standing there. You know, I don't boo Stokes' scores when they come up on the scoreboard. <laughs> 
Um, you should start and do that actually. But it's like just, in your house. Yeah, yeah. You go, it's joking, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not. I'm not really. I don't really want to waste my own energy on on, on hatred for a man that has that I left some time ago. Um, I'm, on, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that other people are wrong to do so. They do do what they want. I'm not the fan police. So crack on. <laughs> I understand. Look, I, I I understand that that people will will yeah. get at him. I don't care. Like, go for it if you want. Because to be honest, you know the 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 hatred of Alex Neil will make for a bit of an atmosphere on Saturday. So that might not be a bad thing in itself. Um, might look a bit silly if we do go on to lose the game. But yeah, I think I don't know. I'm not I'm probably not having had most of the season now reflect on it going to waste again my energy as you've said on a man who was at the end of the day was our manager for about six months so yeah yeah exactly <coughs> it's, it's a relatively kind of small but perhaps significant chapter in our fairly storied existence so it is what it is well I think as well it was the last it was the only point in recent history that wasn't shit so I think that's probably what stuck in the throat a bit was, oh, we could just have nice things for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Tony Mowbray's given us some nice things. So. Um, on to the game itself. Uh, there's not one to look back on, so there's no flow to this, really. We've got, well, there's lots of flow, but there's no real structure to this. Tom's going to pop up soon with some kind of hello, uh, hello. <laughs> and, uh, and then we've got some questions from our dear listeners uh, at the end. Um, there's no there's no game to review, so um, might as well preview this one with our extensive knowledge of Stoke and all of its things. Stoke, of course, famously not existing as a place. Yeah, um, uh, it's a, um, it's a, it's a, an amalgam- amalgamation of how many five five towns? But I can only ever remember Burslem and Hanley. Yeah. I don't know if Newcastle under Lyme counts as Stoke. I think it's a separate. Mm, is Leek part of? Leek could be. I've been out in uh, I've been out in Newcastle under Lyme. Um, I was a taxi driver called it shit shit Newcastle. Right. Okay. In comparison, because he'd, he'd he'd also worked in the northeast, and uh, said this is nothing in comparison, which it clearly isn't. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been I've been out in Houghton before, and that was a better night out than Newcastle under Lyme. But uh, yeah, it's it's a weird little it's a weird little place, Stoke. Did Stoke. you end up there by mistake by just putting Newcastle in New Satnav and being the wrong one? No, we were um, staying down there because me and my friends went to Old Towers. Oh, last, right, last yeah. Summer. Uh, oh, right, but last summer, yes. Of course, I remember this now. We asked the hotel receptionist where it was good and they kind of didn't come back with anything and they said, well, Newcastle's not bad. Oh, right. Um, well, it's a good far, like. <laughs> <laughs> just come from. But now we were, uh, went out in Stoke. It was not, not a night that I'd. I'd want to repeat. I've been to Stoke a few times. Um, you ever been to the Britannia? Yes. Or whatever it's called now. The Bet365 stage. A number of times. Um, just a dismal away game. It's a terrible away game. It's like, you know, I don't think I'm being unfair here by saying it's probably one of the worst as an away fan. Mm. Um, there's very, very little in terms of pubs or amenities or whatever because you're not allowed in whatever Stoke is. Um, because of police saying things like you can't come in here and there's like one or two pubs and then I think there's like a harvester by the ground yeah um, it's very kind of this is all irrelevant we're not playing them away but I just no uh, no no it's 
it it's one of those grounds that that kind of a little bit like a Wigan ground. Actually, no, Wigan's got quite a lot around it. Yeah, Wigan's all right in terms of yeah, but a bit like a Bolton, where you kind of plonked, yeah. just plonked on the edge of town, and people think that sticking a few buses on an hour is going to make it a, a a nice place to go. The reality is, if there's nothing around it, it's it's a fairly soulless kind of existence. Well, yeah, you don't see they're coming to us. So oh yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, Bless them. Well, there's loads for them to do, so yeah. I'm not going to tell them what to do. They're, well, this not a stoke podcast, so um, I can't come to have a view though. Um, actually, you can. Who am I kidding? I can. Everyone's welcome. <laughs> um, on the <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, on the pitch, then we've not had the best run, probably our worst run of the season, really. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's what we back to back defeats, and then obviously the the, the draw last weekend was mm. it no weekend before. weekend before, um. So we need really to all the stuff about Alex Neil's return to one side. We do need to win this game. It is important because our hopes of playoffs are fizzling away. Yeah, and you know, so much of this this stage of the season is about momentum. So yeah, we might pick up the odd defeat and the odd disappointing result here and there but you need to kind of keep this scoreboard ticking over and generate a little bit of momentum um, if you can't do that with results you do it with the way they, with the way you're playing but there was like you know we were, we were we were bullied out of it on Saturday and we were bullied out of it on Tuesday so uh, the, the Tuesday before so it's really kind of like difficult difficult to see where, where the next positive result's going to come from yeah it is a bit because, well, because uh, you know it's been discussed on on previous pods that that other teams seem to have found a, a way to a way to play against us, which isn't that isn't that difficult because we've only got one way of playing, and there's no and when we we're not playing with an out ball, we're not you know we have we have to play through these teams, and if they just stick ten men behind the ball and also kind of rough us up a bit, we obviously don't have the characters to. Perhaps deal with that, um, or we certainly didn't have them in the last two games. No, I think the one that sticks out is the Rotherham one was particularly disappointing. Like in isolation, you look and you think, well, the Bristol City game, it's not a bad result at point at home to them. And Coventry, it, you know, I was disappointed to lose the game, and I don't think we were great. But if you'd beat Rotherham, that's like, oh, well, you know, we've lost to Coventry, we were clearly a decent side, a good manager. We were all impressed with them at the beginning of the season. Uh, the Rotherham one really does stick in the throat because they're not good and yeah. I watched a little bit of this they played Swansea on Monday and that, that game was atrocious from what I saw and you know like we've obviously beaten Rotherham once but we've lost twice to Swansea and then obviously got turned over at Rotherham last week with two poor goals really yeah. I know we discussed this well I discussed did we? Discuss, did you? I didn't have that that was in Wales oh uh, yeah Wales yeah I did the pod last week, didn't I? I'm just yeah, thinking out loud. You did it with Stephen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did the Bald podcast last yeah. week. Um, yeah, we were saying that the goals were poor, but it wasn't like the goalkeeper or anything. It was just... I don't know, it was a strange week because the goals we gave away were really rubbish. And we've not done a lot of that. Like We've, we've been quite solid defensively. The keeper's been good, and I don't think the keeper was... To blame for any of the the issues we had, um, 
going to Leicester anyway. Going to Chris's Foxes apparently in the summer. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's due for a call up to the England under twenty ones as well. Yeah. Um, which which is possible despite him being uh, twenty two, turning twenty three. Yeah, it, it depends possible. on the competition and when it's started. I think. Yeah, it's it when starts, the qualifying started. Yeah, so the qualifying for Euro twenty. Uh, I think it's the European Championships twenty twenty three. Um, qualifying started in twenty twenty one. Yeah. And it's the start of that calendar year. Oh, right, okay. Oh, so he'd have only been about nine then. No, he would, he would have been 21. There's plenty of time. Maybe 22. 20, maybe, I don't know. Well, he won't have been 22 because then he won't have been able to qualify. Yeah, but if he's 22 exactly. now, Richard, yeah, he won't have been 22 at the beginning of 2021, will he? Right. Yeah, it's a good point. I've lost, I've, I've, my maths has failed us. <laughs> it has, hasn't it? Are 22 you? now. So he would have been 20 at the start of 2021. There right, thanks, yeah. 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 Right, because you can't up to twenty three. Right. It, it's fine. Yeah, because yeah. the twenty three year olds that are now eligible. To yeah. play. Okay. Well, have you have you got enough of that? Have you satisfied yourself that you know the answer? Yeah. Right. Good. Um, <laughs> aside from him going to Leicester, um, he'll obviously play on Saturday. We don't have another goalkeeper anyway. Um, I don't. What what do you do in terms of the team selection? Do you change? I was going to say, do you make wholesale? You can't really, can he? Because we haven't really got. No, I think there was there was tweaks that he could have made on on Saturday. I just think reading between the lines, a lot of what he was saying, a lot of what Tony Mowbray was saying on Saturday was was yes, it was the referee that that didn't I kind of like set the tone for the game. It was like, terrible. Yeah. With that said, he you know he said he did say to them at half time, you know, if you're in a fight, you can throw some punches too. Yeah. Um, and I, I, do we have the personnel to do that? We've certainly got the personnel in in Luke O'Neill to yeah. to put himself out physically, put himself about physically. But I'm not even sure whether Stoke will bring that kind of game to us. Perhaps I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I haven't seen enough of Stoke other than hearing their name mm-hmm. to think that they will. But I I don't know. I don't really know. Many of the the players who lost Harry Souter to last to, to Chris yeah. again to Chris's Foxes, yeah, yeah, um, Foxes, sweeping up all of the championship talent. Yeah, I think what these last two games, well, certainly like maybe last three games, has taught us that you know if you if you if you're losing, make sure you if you if you lose, make sure you're learning. Yeah, uh, and there are young players who are very much at the beginning of the careers. You know, people with. Very little football under the belts, you know. Joe Joe Gellhard, the pedigree he has, he still played very limited amounts of football. Um, and you know, you look at Pierre Equa coming off the bench; he's he's still playing his first. You know, he's he's, he's very <coughs> yeah, double figures in terms yeah. of game. I yeah. think there was a st- I think Gellhard, I think has played something like fifty-four senior games. But I think the stat they put on Sky Sports on. Before the game on Saturday, was he's made something like tw- eleven starts, yeah, and, it, yeah. and and that this is his longest run of consecutive starts, which is four. Yeah. So that 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 kind of you know having that having having a, a you know a three games in a week where you've got vastly different football styles up against you, you know they're they're going to have to learn on the fly, and that's why that's why they're here. They're here to develop. Um, you know, if if they were. If they were fully developed, they probably wouldn't be at second tier Sunderland. Well, this is it. No, this is it. But they do need to. We do need to turn it around. Um, you mentioned O nine. 
Would you bring him in? I would. I would bring him in. I would bring him in in the midfield three, <clears throat> um, alongside Mitchu and uh, and Dan Neal. People, because people like are hanging the hats on Dan Neal being this super experienced player. He, he's only <laughs> playing twenty one. Yeah, and he's still. This is only his, his second season of. of yeah. Football. He was on loan at uh, Harrogate, was it? The season before that, I'm sure. or have I made that up as well? Oh, it was Jack Diamond. Yeah, it was Jack Diamond. Yeah, did so we send him out on loan somewhere though? I'm not sure whether we did. I don't know. I'm not sure. So even then, he's he's still learning stuff himself. So so it is. We're very thin on the ground in terms of experience, and with the exception of like Danny Bard and um, and Alex Pritchard up further up the yeah. top. So so we need to kind. Of, I think we need to be leaning more on experience. Um, certainly have a spine of experience and and, and maybe that'll that'll help us well I appreciate I, I'd bring him back into the midfield as well with Neil I, I appreciate I'm in the minority here but I don't get me too at all yeah I'm, well I see sometimes you see something that oh well he's not that special but sometimes he'll just play a killer ball I just he's, I, he's obviously going to be you know he's obviously talented and he's obviously going I just he doesn't look, I'm 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 very much in the minority so I, I imagine I'm quite probably wrong on this one um <laughs> not just this one um I just don't I wouldn't have him in I wouldn't start him on Saturday I'd play Echwa give him a, you know I'd see what he's made of maybe in the middle or I, I don't know I say bar I'm not really Convinced on Bar in the middle either. They did well at. Uh, did he play QBR? Yeah. Did okay at QBR. Um, did very well. Obviously he had that really good game at Wigan. Yeah. Um, he just flashes again. But I don't know. I, I don't think he will. I think he'll leave me to in, and that's fine. I just I don't see it. But that's okay. You do, and that's all it's all about, yeah. isn't it, Richard? Well, it's, it's a game of opinions, and it's football's a sport where you can have. Completely different opinions and both be right. Um, depends what your opinion is, I suppose. But I think I think, <laughs> I, <write. laughs> I think Saturday showed uh, at the same time how much we missed both Ross Stewart and and Corey Evans. Yeah. At the same time, I was like, don't forget about how big a miss Corey Corey Evans is. Now. While it's encouraging, he's signed a new contract. You know, there's that that's a, a serious injury and. He's thousands. He, well, it's he, but he isn't. Though, that's the thing. Well, no, he's not. But, <laughs> but he's a year older than me. Yeah. <laughs> it's an injury that takes a long time to recover from. And when we're looking at, will he be ready for the start of the season? I'm not sure. So sure he will be. Yeah, it's quite. I mean, we're in March now, mm. so hopefully he is. But he's one that we need another of anyway, because yeah. you're going to get at the most probably next season out of him at this level anyway. So, um, yeah. So then. I think he'll go with them in midfield. I do agree with you. I think he'll play them three in midfield. What do you do about sort of Ahmad? Because obviously, again on Saturday wasn't he? But then he pings that one in the top corner. That, that's what, yeah, that's a get with with Ahmad. He's he's got that in him where he look like he'll do nothing, um, and he'll try a few things that don't come off, and then then he'll do that. Um, it was a little bit too late though. Yeah, yeah. It's a lovely finish. Doesn't take away from it, like it was a brilliant goal. But, but I think we've, we we have been starting quite a lot. Um, yeah. I think a little bit of rotation, certainly. If we look to play a front 
I, I personally think we should go 4-3-3 and play a front three um, and keep that kind of interchangeable because we're not playing with a focal point. Joe Gellar no. is not a focal point. I mean, we've, we've learned that so far. And it's Would you play him? To, well, that's why. If, if he is just a forward or, or a, a finisher, does he, have, does he necessarily have to start? I don't think I'd play him on Saturday. No, I'd, well, I'd consider a, a you know a front three, a front three of, of perhaps uh, Roberts, Clark, and even Pritchard yeah. as the furthest furthest forward player because he does pressure. He does put a lot of pressure on on you know from the front. He defends from the front. Yeah, I agree. If I would we, I would do that <clears throat> if we're not playing with a striker. Why don't we just go all in and not play with a striker? Well, yeah, we. Yeah, I know I agree and then you've got Gellar as you know the option off the bench or yeah. coming yeah. on against the tired team and his space opens up a bit more for him and at the moment we are as you say he's made four four consecutive starts. He hasn't played a full 90. No. And also So we are having to play elements of the game without him anyway. And I'd imagine he's probably getting pretty frustrated as well during those 90 minutes because what he's been asked to do is like a lot of it's with his back to goal. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. It's not his game, evidently. Like yeah. it's just deciding what lane to go in now. Well, we haven't updated the the, the listeners much on. A, I don't attempt fit, but it's been a very. Uh, it has. Um, <laughs> well, before before, yeah, before we run out of time um, and uh, end up at our houses, um, we'll hear from Tom Walsh um, with some wisdom, I'm sure. And then after that, we'll do predictions and then ask some questions. Even answer some questions. Really? Well, yeah, yeah. That what you said. We'll do that then. Right, over to Tom. Guten Abend zusammen. Herr ist Tom. Entschuldigung für meinen Abwesenheit. Ich habe seit Januar einen Deutschkurs gemacht. Jetzt spreche ich natürlich fließen. Hab ihr Weg vermisst? Natürlich. Ihr seid alle große Velera. Sorry. Sorry, yes. Uh, yes, it's me again. Uh, as you can tell, I'm now fully fledged in the uh, Sprecher des Deutsch. Sie Deutsch. Um, yeah, so... Matt essentially said you should probably do something since your voice hasn't been heard on this podcast for ages and people think you've fallen down a well or something like this. Um, so here I am on the eve or eve, eve, eves of Alex return, Alex Neal's bold return to the Stadium of Light and everyone's probably getting very excited about it despite the fact that we haven't won in a bit and... Yeah, it's funny really because you don't know how this one's going to go and it's like a lot of people are going to be very upset if we don't win quite convincingly. But then again, we haven't got a striker or any like kind of replacement for our one striker if he does get injured or doesn't score or something like that. So yeah, that's all very exciting. Um I actually went to some games over Christmas, which were all very good, actually. Um, but, yeah, it hasn't been very good since, well, very recently. Anyway, 
what I think is going to happen on Saturday, I don't think we'll win because that's just the way things are going at the moment. And this might be a game that Alex Neal is a bit more up for than, say, Tony Mowbray is. Um, and we'll see. I mean, if he does win, like if Stoke win, then that's probably not good. And then we've got a really hard run of games. Um, but if we win, that would be nice. And everyone will be very happy in calling Alex Neal very bold. So anyway, I think we will draw ones apiece um, and someone will score. Um, and also, just to let you know, that I am streets ahead of Matthew in the Loser Prediction League, and he will have to provide an £11 novelty check, or a check, a novelty check for £11. So that's something to look forward to as well. Anyway, you won't be hearing from me again for a few weeks. So, auf Wiedersehen! <laughs>
which I didn't ask, I don't know who Liam is, and he insists we stop for McDonald's. He has his first can beer, a car, car beer at nine o'clock. <clears throat> and at 10, they opened a can as we crossed around the brout and it exploded, scaring the shit out of Liam. This sounds like me and you, this. Yeah. Um, arrived, got, went to a brewery, which is quite quite good, actually, yeah. in Coventry. You should have written cans and megabus, really. Um, <clears throat> went to the ground, the matter's shit. Got another drink. Um, the other half is equally as shit, but then we remembered we don't have a recognised striker. Lol. Uh, he bought loads of cans, draw form, got dropped off at his uncle's, ranted about our playoff charges in ruins, and put himself to bed at nine o'clock. So a fabulous day there, really. Yeah. I think you should. More people should send this in, but do something stupid. If I'm honest, I thought you were going to do something ridiculous. I don't want you to get yourself arrested just for the purposes of this. But you know. Well, when when I when I saw the when I heard about the the, the, the car cans at nine o'clock, I thought this is only going in one direction. At yeah. Stage, but he's done well though. Yeah. To, you know to to kind of keep himself alive, which is always nice, really. But I do hope to Spurs fans, Ian's car is is not too badly damaged by the. It doesn't have lots of six in it. Yeah, exactly. And I don't. You know, beer beer does. Smell a lot when it's stale beer, especially when you're not drinking it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. spills beer across your car. <laughs> you're gonna really notice yeah. that, yeah. especially if you get stopped by the police as well. Like, yeah, are you drinking that? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've only had one. Yeah, but you can't have it while you're driving, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> we have we almost have a public service announcement here from Connor. Yeah. Who said hi, Math- hi Matthew? Just Matthew, actually. No, it's fine. I'm asking you to remind your listeners that there is a troubling tomato shortage at the moment. So can they please be discouraged from the medieval practice of throwing them at people in stocks in the town square? Thank you. And that's from Connor. Uh, and I think it is a very important message, actually. Uh, there is a tomato crisis, almost. Uh, so please do not throw them uh, at people in the town square. Uh, throw them at Alex Nail. No, don't, don't throw tomatoes at Alex Nail. That's a disclaimer. Uh, do not throw tomatoes at Alex Nail. Do. Um, <laughs> uh, Fergie has asked uh, if you could only wear one outfit for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, one outfit? Would it have to be like variations of that outfit? Don't know. Like, or would it be the same clothes every day? Presume the same clothes. I just wear dungarees, really. Yeah, Comfrey. I just wear uh, some kind of like onesie that that would. I've never seen. I've never seen a Vantec van. Move there's a Vantec van. There's a Vantec. We've driven past Vantec on the Nissan. Te- there's a. Va- Where you? Yeah. <laughs> I've gone the wrong way. Like, <laughs> so everyone wave at Gary, and uh, we'll uh, move on. Forget that's a rubbish question. Um, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> Do you need a moment? Or are you going to open the door again? Or? Dan Embleton has asked, what should he make for his lunch tomorrow at work? It must be less than 500 calories and he can only use a microwave or a toaster. Well, toast. Who are we? Bloody Gillian McKeith. McKeith. I don't know. I'm not looking at his poo. Get a Big Mac? No, he says he can only... No. That's not in the... Que- look, you haven't... You haven't... Look. Well, oh yeah, Big Mac's only 540 calories. So treat himself... Right, well, I think you should have one of them pots, the noodle yes. pots. Yes, yeah, they're good. The Chinese pots. Yeah, Ch- uh, Japanese Japanese noodle pots. Yeah, sober. One, one pound fifty. Sober. 
Well, you can drink them how you want. <laughs> 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 they're uh, they're £1.50 from B&M. You get a range of flavours. Yakitori is nicest. Agree. Yeah. I agree. We should You should have one of them or two because they're not that big. Yeah. Um, you only need a kettle for that. Badly drawn. Oh no, sorry. I thought badly drawn. Boy, that's just, so what I've done is I've liked, I've liked the questions in order to have them ready to ask, and I've liked a badly drawn Roy tweet in the middle of it. <laughs> so this is a badly done podcast, I think. Um, he'd been to Mister Sifters actually this afternoon. If anyone's interested, um, I've not liked as many. I've not done very, Richard. I've not done very well here. Just bear with. Um, Gary Jerry has asked. Um, <clears throat> Do you feel? Do you think Garfield's love of lasagna reduced his lifespan? Yeah. Yeah. Almost, almost certainly. I would. I would say so as well. Uh, Craig McCaskill has asked, "Would you rather sit in row one of the lower tier or in the back row of the Premier Concourse?" Well, I guess I've done both. <clears throat> I'd uh, rather. I'd. I'd have to go with the back row. I think. Uh, haven't done. Haven't done both. Um, I would say front row of, of the lower bowl because you will see you'll at least feel the atmosphere of the game yeah I know but you can't really see it's like sort of it'll be like watching the television like lying on the floor yeah, yeah. half a yard from it yeah. like it's not good yeah it was like that at times especially the second half where the, when I was in row three and they'd be attacking you the way you wouldn't see much but that said you like and you get wet just about, yeah. Yeah, but more in row one. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. <clears throat> um, there is um, there is a new walrus I was informed of um, in the Scottish Islands and the Grimson that the other day, so I'm going to try and find more information out on him yeah. uh, for next week. Um, one more. Michael Loff has asked... I've lost his question. I think he asked who would be best on four in a bed... Which yeah. Sunderland manager in your lifetime would perform best and worst on four in a bed and why? Uh, which Sunderland manager, best present here, Martin O'Neill? Yeah. I think he'd be a compelling host. He'd be, yeah, he'd be attentive, I think. Yeah, just don't go in his room full of warm air, <laughs> which he does yeah, uh, David Boyle has asked me, I presume me, because I was ranting about this last night. What would you replace the Sainsbury's that has replaced the Sainsbury's in Fulwell with? Uh, probably, I mean, we might as well just replace it with an even smaller Sainsbury's. Yeah, just keep going with it until you've like, <laughs> you end up with just a booth. <laughs> a booth, so that's a different zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they end up with like just a kiosk. <laughs> That'd be great. Just like, or just the tab counter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where you get your lottery from. Well, yeah. Um, so, there are more, but we're almost home. And also, there's been a bit of talk. Me and Richard obviously work together, and uh, I've told this to a few people, and I'm going to tell it to you, the listeners, that we play, like, you know, little jokes on each other, like, oh, let each other's chair down, or switch the mice around, yeah. or, you know, unplug the keyboards, or whatever. Controlled your laptop from, yeah. with a different mouse from another room. That yeah. Was, that was probably my you know, during, like, a, during a during a meeting, yeah, with the manager, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for helping me carry my stuff out, though, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so I, th- I thought Richard, you know, we, Richard has a one of the insulated bottles, and we have the filtered water taps. And I thought it would be nice to get him some water. I offered to get him some water, and I thought I'll fill this up with boiling water. 
and he'll not notice and he'll drink mm. and he'll burn his mouth a little bit mm. <laughs> so did it fill it up because because it's insulated didn't notice it was red hot like pipe boy literally boiling hot um put it back and my prank was only rumbled by my own immature giggling and i've subsequently found out that that was probably the best giggle of my life because <laughs> people have been horrified when i tell them about this prank um and people have said things like oh he could have killed him or he could have died he could have been rushed off but no i'm not sure really yeah uh, maybe well I, I told my wife about it and i said well had i like taken a huge swig of it because obviously with being an insulated bottle you don't feel the heat from the outside had i not done any checks and just took a big swig with boiling water it could have like closed my my esophagus up then impacted on my windpipe and i could have died <laughs> and I, I said this to my wife and she was like well no because you drink coffee all the time like yeah but i don't drink coffee at 100 degrees <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's always a little less than a hundred. I just say, I'm just sort of like, as much as that, like part of me still laughs when I imagine Richard drinking this, and then if I'm honest, laughs even more when I imagine the ambulance coming into the office. <laughs> <laughs> well, remarkable. not the ambulance in the office. Like it's not going to get in the office, is it? No. But. Well, I can try. I was remarkably like, quite chilled about it. I mean, ironically I'd, chilled. I feel that you wouldn't have been had yeah, you. Maybe I wouldn't have really had much choice. <laughs> so I'd been fighting for my life. <laughs> well, I'll let you. I'll let you decide. Uh, I'm going to do a poll later on the Wiseman Say Twitter account. Was uh, Matthews filling Richard's water bottle up with boiling water prank? Was that too far? And <laughs> is that a line that he should not have crossed? Um, because many people who unbelievably have the, the uh, uh, unbelievably are calling me out on this you wouldn't have no idea um staggering that this is the line frankly yeah. but, would you but, would you have still expected to lift home that night well, it depends. well if you'd been rushed to hospital no like, like, yeah can I get actually I'd have been like actually can I get in yeah would you just be stood by the car with your back I'd have got in the ambulance with you yeah well I'd have probably I would have probably been facing some questions I imagine yeah yeah (laughs) as an emergency uh, windpipe was made in your neck (laughs) (laughs) I'm just laughing (laughs) it is funny like uh, is he alright shut up Richard Richard shut up we haven't been here very long shut up um well, yeah, well, I'm not... It would be a bit harsh if I got sacked for that. <laughs> oh, well. Do we do death in service? Right, anyway. Right, the... Um... We're the... sick bit. Death in service. Yeah. I haven't looked into that bit in my contract, so... Well, you probably didn't expect to be threatened by... Uh... Anyway, it was nothing malicious in it, you know, just a disclaimer. I haven't tried to kill the least work. It was just a harmless prank which could have gone drastically wrong for... Richard and his windpipe and, and you and yeah yeah I think we're overlooking the trouble I might have been in yeah <laughs> yeah I sacked her um well on that note of uh attempted murder I guess we'll um bid you farewell we're almost home and uh it's been lovely and um I'll be back or oh, someone will be back on Saturday after um We've played stock. <laughs> Thanks for listening, as always.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.